Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Rusty Quill presents. Hey everyone, Alex Italander here, and welcome to the Ostium Sagas. Now, if you're enjoying this series and want more right away, I just wanted to mention that you can get them on our Ostium Network Patreon at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. By becoming a supporter at any level, you'll instantly get access to the next 15 episodes in the series. So that's on our Patreon at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. Now, I'd just like to thank our five most recent patrons for supporting the Ostium Network. Thank you to Death to Komatsu, Daryl Williamson, Descripticon, Virginia Green, and Talon for all your support. We really appreciate it. And now let's get started with the next chapter of the Ostium Sagas. The Ostium Sagas. Twenty three, Saga two, sixteen sixty six, part six. I stepped foot into the past, into a darkened alley, even though it was a clear cold day with blue skies and a bright sun. But the city was bloated and overdeveloped, referred to as an inartificial congestion, with little planning and a ton of sprawl, which is why it was friggin' dark where I was currently standing. There was also a middle-aged woman puking her guts out not ten feet away, while at the end of the alley was some dude taking a dump in broad daylight. Yeah, it was at the other end of the alley, where there was plenty of light and visibility, so everyone, including myself, could see what he was doing in all of its gross detail. Yeah, that's how I knew I wasn't in the Ostium Network any longer, but now in London, in the year of our Lord, 1666. After the initial grossness, I got a strong jolt of excitement. I was actually here. The thing was, I had a ton of time. It was September 1st. The fire, according to the best records available from almost 500 years in the future, 
said the fire wasn't supposed to start until after midnight tomorrow night. So I spent the day trucking around the city. My hair was covered in a wrap and I kept my face covered up with a kerchief, mainly so people wouldn't stare at me because I was Chinese, but it also really helped with the smell. I'd been warned about it in many of the sources and documents I'd read, plus by teachers of the Ostium Network, not to mention my wonderful introduction to the city with the first two people I saw. It was still worse than I thought it was going to be. I guess because usually with really bad smells, whenever you're smelling them, you know you're going to move away from that area eventually, meaning the smell will go away, or at least lessen. No such luck here in good old stinky London. I tried heading down to the dock area by the Thames, thinking if I got closer to water it might not smell as bad. No such damn luck. I won't say it smelled worse necessarily, but it still just smelled really bad with a different cocktail of scents. Now, in addition to fish, we had a variety of rotting fish and other sea creatures long dead and heated to putrefaction in the sun. There were all the usual smells associated with boats. I guess there were some river scents too, but for the life of me I couldn't smell them. As I looked into the water of the Thames, it was like looking at a thick quagmire filled with all things dirty and rotting. And yes, before you ask, I did most definitely see some corpses in there, which I did my best to avoid looking at, as well as corpses of animals floating in the infested waters. I didn't want to find out what kinds they were. After I wasted half the day trying to get away from all the smells, I eventually exited through Ludgate and hiked a good half mile from the city, resting on a hill. There I ate lunch, which I'd bought with some of the money that was secretly sewed into my garb. Thank the Ostium Network for that cool idea. The food was fine, edible at least, and out there I was able to take off my face wrap and headscarf and enjoy some fresh air and a chilly breeze as I looked down at the thriving giant city below me. A few hours later, as the sun started making its descent back to the horizon, I forced myself to get up. Twilight would be coming soon, and I wanted to make sure I'd be safely inside somewhere comfortable before it got too dark. I found an inn that seemed cosy enough and decided to spend a little more when I learned what the cost would be, because I realised it was the penultimate night this inn would remain in existence. So why not live a little, right? The next day I went in search of a job related to tea, which ended up being harder than I thought. I knew through my research that tea was still kind of a new thing, but I wanted to apply with hopes of turning that around. Here was my chance to be effective and instrumental in changing and imposing something with the advantage of hindsight, which didn't run the risk of totally screwing up the timeline, so long as I didn't get too ambitious, that is. And this was a situation where racism worked in my favour with the person who was considering offering me a job. When she saw my ethnicity, it basically sealed the deal, so to speak. I suppose I should be grateful. No, I'm not. It's still just damn racist. Also, the tea warehouse was located in a part of London that wouldn't be burned to the ground over the next few days. That was also an important consideration. I told them I'd show up bright and early tomorrow morning, even though I was pretty sure they'd soon have a very hot item to keep them concerned with. Sorry, that joke was terrible. I don't think I'll go for humour anymore. As night came on, I enjoyed a good final dinner at the inn packed up the few belongings I'd begun accumulating and paid them for a night's stay, even though I wouldn't be staying here tonight. And in a day or two, no one would be. When the watch called ten of the clock, I made my way down to the River Thames once again, and went in search of Pudding Lane. It didn't take long, and by then it was closing in on eleven o'clock. I found a good hidden spot by the bakery, and huddled down to wait for the last hour before the fire would begin. 
So far, the records had been accurate. There was no sign of smoke or fire at the moment. So I suppose time would literally tell. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.